0: You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Pancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning?
1: Oh, I'm doing very well, thanks. How
0: are you doing? I'm doing very well, Charlie. Too, and I'm very excited to talk about today's stories. You've got so much to cover. So first off, we're going to start with uh, Donald Trump. Uh, he has had quite a week. He won the New Hampshire primary, so people are saying, "Oh, it looks like you know he's going to be the next Republican, you know, nominee. He's going to be the one to represent the Republicans of the presidential race." But he also has a number of lawsuits going on at the same time. So. What is it about Trump that seems to continue to appeal to folks? That's what I wonder, especially as a Canadian.
1: Well, he's appealing to some Republicans, and I think part of his appeal that they perceive he's standing up against the establishment. I think the success of Trump to date is also a testimony about the U.S. education system, to be frank. Um, I, but I also think he's weaker than many people believe and um part of it is i'm, I'm drawing on comments by a democratic strategist uh, simon rosenberg where you know he he had a 20 point poll lead going into the new hampshire primary and he only came out 10 points ahead of nikki haley uh, it showed massive independent support uh for nikki haley which means people were voting against trump and uh turnout in iowa even though the weather was really bad was was very low so even though he piled up a a huge majority in iowa the actual number of people voting was low um and the other problem that that uh, the republicans are facing is that they've been losing state houses that they wanted to win so they lost the virginia election for instance um others, uh, Pennsylvania, in in these kind of swing states. And and then in Wisconsin, the Democratic candidate won by a huge majority for the Supreme Court post. So what we're seeing is, uh, particularly women are voting against Trump, there's a strong anti-Trump sentiment in the land. So if he ends up on the ballot for the Republicans, it's also going to drive up turnout from people who want to stop him. And uh, and even the, the mayor's race in Jacksonville, Florida, which is traditionally Republican, went to the Democratic candidate. A Republican uh, state seat um, went to the Democrats recently. So I think that uh, Trump has, and he's also not as mentally agile as he was back in 2016. And the other problem is he's become even more of an extremist. He's kind of saying out loud things that, uh, he used to kind of just hint at in the past. And so I, I actually think if it's Biden versus Trump and there aren't third party candidates siphoning off votes, and that's, that's still an unknown. Um, I think Biden would win that race. And I think, uh, Kamala Harris is a is a spectacular campaigner, and when she gets out campaigning, that I think that will consolidate some of the voters that uh, they've had some trouble with. I think black males is is one area where um, uh, Trump's support has been going up uh, over the past year. But but uh, I'm kind of confident that Trump will lose. But uh, you know, I could be. You know, sounding like a fool in November, but that's what I feel.
0: You know, like, Charlie, I thought, you know, back November 2016, when it was Hillary versus Donald, I had so much confidence in the world that Hillary Clinton was going to be the first, like, female American president. Then, of course, that didn't happen. So, honestly, Charlie, ever since then, my whole view on this is anything is possible. That's
1: the Yeah, it is. And it only takes a few states. Like, really, the election is going to come down to, you know, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania. You know, there's a handful of, of these states, Georgia, that, that will determine the outcome. But, but I also think that the opposition to Trump is so intense uh, that I feel that he's just not going to get across the finish line. And I think that... Changes in Georgia, for instance, and the the turnout among um, Black and uh, Latin American voters of Latin American ancestry and Asian ancestry has been very high. And Atlanta is a major U.S. city, um, and and I just I'm feeling confident, but but perhaps foolishly so.
0: But that's that's just where I'm at. Okay, well, you made me feel good, Charlie, so let's see. Fingers crossed there. Uh, Another story, too, that was quite interesting. In a landmark ruling, a federal court judge ruled on Tuesday that the Liberal government unconstitutionally and unjustifiably invoked the Emergencies Act in response to the ongoing Freedom Convoy blockades in early 2022. Uh, I have to say, Charlie, I was personally kind of surprised by this because I can remember at the time following this story very closely. And I remember a lot of people's, you know, livelihoods being affected by this blockade. It really did seem like the government had no choice. So what do you make of this?
1: Well, it's not over until it's over, first of all, because it is the federal court, and then there's the Federal Court of Appeal, and then there's the Supreme Court of Canada. So this is basically one judge has made a decision, and it may stand, but it's far from over. Uh, the two groups that brought forth the case, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association and the Canadian Constitutional Constitution Foundation, are... You know, they had their reasons for doing it. But I also think the federal government subjected this decision to a lot of its own vetting, and I don't think the federal government proceeded lightly in, in invoking the Emergencies Act. So I think there are good legal arguments um, for this action, and I guess that what it really comes down to is national emergency and it seemed to me that there was a national emergency once you had a bunch of people with guns at the border near coots alberta who were uh, kind of captured and then and then the judges concluded well there there was no proof of any cell that was in existence after uh, these people were were caught and they're accused of conspiring to murder RCMP officers but at the same time, you had inaction by the Ontario government. Peg Ford was doing nothing. Um, the Ottawa police were in over their head. And so, uh, and, the, and I know a lot of people in Ottawa were very happy with the invocation of the Emergencies Act. And and no one was killed um, when Ottawa was finally cleared and, and, and civility was restored. I think there's also been um, a lot of threats made against politicians. So we'll see where it goes. I
0: I don't think this is over, though. Yeah, no, I'll be following this closely, too, Charlie. Now, another story shifting gears here. In the world of entertainment, the National Film Board co-production To Kill a Tiger has been nominated for an Oscar in the documentary feature film category. And, Charlie, I know you and I... Big fans of this production by Nisha Pahuja. We've spoken to her. She truly is incredible. I mean, what do you make of this news? Because it is such an amazing documentary.
1: First of all, I agree with everything you've said, ben Kieran. But I also want to congratulate you for interviewing her when so many journalists across the country didn't. When this remarkable, amazing film came out, that she didn't have a ton of support in the Canadian media. But, but uh, you were among those who who gave it a boost, and and all of these little things are what ultimately lead to first of all her winning the Canadian Screen Award, and now she's up for an Oscar. But uh, you know she's she's really a role model, I think, for for any women who want to become documentary makers. She spent you know almost four years in in. Jharkhand, in in eastern India, uh, in in a village, uh, tracking a family which was trying to get justice for their daughter being, uh, you know, sexually assaulted at a wedding, when she was only thirteen years old, and this brave father and this brave daughter and the whole family, the mother, um, went up against the community. Uh, Nisha and her crew, including her husband, who's the cinematographer. entirely safe for them in terms of the messages she was getting from the villagers, but she persevered, and, and now she's going to be in Los Angeles and might be picking up one of those statues on stage, and I think if she does, it, it's so well-deserved, because the efforts that she went into put into this movie surpass almost every other movie that was made. Um, 100%. It was, it was a, a, you know an incredible effort that she put
0: into this. And I have to say, Charlie, you know... What, it was one of those documentaries, you know, after a long time that I watched and it really just stuck with me. And I was thinking about it literally for weeks, even months later. I got my friends and family to watch it as well. And everybody just says it is such a powerful story that truly everyone needs to see. I mean, I haven't stopped talking about this documentary. And honestly, Charlie, I have a good feeling I am manifesting this for okay, Nisha let's and manifest it. And
1: Yes. The other thing I really liked about the film, was it showed, and she talked about this when I interviewed her, about how this communal village culture, which was so important for economic survival through the centuries where decisions are made consensually and people hash everything out and there's not really a lot of privacy. But in this case, um, this, this father, uh, Ranjit, just decided he was not going to conform that they said, "Oh, we don't want any trouble, and all of this, and 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 just just forget that this happened." And he didn't do this, and uh, nor did his daughter. And and I think that was a kind of an interesting nuance of the film that she brought.
0: She really did. And I think that's why, you know, we can't stop talking about it. We're excited. So, yes, we hope that Nisha's going to get that Oscar. I'm just going to say now, Charlie, she's going to win it. I, I've never been more confident well, in my life. It was
1: great. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's she hope so. She deserves it, that's for
0: sure. Truly does. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care.
1: Okay, my pleasure. Thanks, Ms. Karen.
0: Thanks, Charlie.